Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Marcel with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well today. Lots to talk about for the New York Islanders. We're going to focus on uh, two major things today. First, the Islanders and Lou Lamorello have a tough decision to make with regard to who to protect in the expansion draft. The Seattle Kraken will be picking players very soon. And on defense, it really comes down to a choice of Nick Letty or Scott Mayfield. We will break down the pros and cons of each, and we'll let you know who I think the Islanders will and should protect. We also continue our player-by-player review of the past season, and today we'll focus on Michael Dalcole, both what he did during the season and his future with the New York Islanders going forward. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me tonight at 8.30 and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is you want us to discuss. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on everything happening this offseason concerning your New York Islanders, from the expansion draft, trade rumors, the NHL draft, training camp, and, of course, free agency. So, We've got you completely covered here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And again, we're here every Monday through Friday. New shows drop a little after midnight, so make sure you subscribe and they'll be waiting in your inbox. All right, let's uh, start off with Michael Dalcole and what, where he finds himself at this point in his career with the New York Islanders. Now, Dal Cole, 25 now. Uh, he turned 25 a couple of weeks ago uh, on June 20th, to be exact. And look, Dal Cole was in 26 games this year for the Islanders, uh, had only one goal and four points, was a plus one, and played on average a little less than 12 minutes of ice time per game. The Islanders drafted Dal Cole with the fifth overall pick in the first round back in 2014. And, you know, that was more on the strength of what he did in juniors. But so far, you know, he has not become a goal scorer 
in the NHL. The most goals he has scored in a season is four, and he did that last year, 2019-2020, in 53 games, four goals, 10 points. Both of those are career highs. So, here's the thing about Michael Dalcole. At this point, it is unlikely after four seasons in the NHL that Dalcole is going to develop into the goal scorer that the Islanders thought he might be when they picked him in the fifth round. Maybe, maybe that is his ultimate upside, but each passing year, that looks less likely. And he is probably a third line kind of a player where his value is to use his speed, to be physical, to dig pucks out of the corners, to play sound defense, and to sort of get under the skin of the opponents a little bit. And here's the thing. Uh, to me, right now, Michael Dalcole's career projection is looking more and more like he could be the next Uncle Leo. That if the Islanders trade Kamarov in order to free up some cap space, or, uh, you know, when Uncle Leo slows down and, and, and isn't there anymore, you know, maybe Michael Dalcole comes in, plays on that third line with, uh, you know, Pajot, or, you know, based on the way this team is constituted, it is very possible that Michael Dalcole is the 13th or 14th forward, that he really doesn't, you know, doesn't get the job done where he's one of the top 12 forwards on this team. Uh, it'll depend, obviously, on who's back and who's not. But realistically, I'm not sure where Michael Dal Cole fits into the Islanders' long-term plans. And the main reason... For that question is that, you know how many playoff games Dal Cole played this year? That would be zero. Last year, during the Islanders' long playoff run, he appeared in two playoff games, and the uh, three, excuse me, in the previous year, one. So, when push comes to shove, when the season is on the line, when you start going on those playoff runs... Barry Trotz has not trusted Michael Dalcole to be one of his final 12 players. And I would venture to say that, you know, I'll if, if there was one injury or one player out of the lineup, Oliver Wallstrom was probably ahead of Michael Dalcole, maybe depending on who the player was. But clearly, you know, Dalcole's stock with the Islanders has fallen off a bit over the last few years. Now, can he turn it around? Absolutely. You know, sometimes it takes a little time and the light goes on for some players later than others. But right now, to me, Michael Dalcole, his best situation for this coming season is that he finds a spot in the lineup, probably on the third, maybe even on the fourth line, depending on who's back and who's not, and that 
you know, that's where he goes from here. So that's uh, the situation with Michael Dal Cole. I expect him back in an Islanders uniform, although, you know, they could trade him if another GM sees some, you know, still sees some upside in him uh, offensively or even as a two-way player. But increasingly, I would say, Michael Dal Cole looking like he is less and less of a part of the Islanders' future plans. So we'll keep an eye on it, but that is the uh, sort of breakdown for Michael Dal Cole as of right now. And hopefully for his sake, he can start turning that around uh, once training camp gets underway. We have got a lot more to discuss, including... Our Islanders' birthday of the day, going way back to uh, a player who played for them in the mid-70s. And uh, who do you protect in the expansion draft? Scotty Mayfield or Nick Letty? That and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, this episode is brought to you by your friends at Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in... You could talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. Now, I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Islanders once a week, so you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. My show, Wednesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Locked On Islanders chat. Now, Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Islanders and the NHL or any of your favorite sports. You could find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. So, Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Locked On Islanders to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live tonight and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we always have fun with this. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts about the Islanders. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, and we want to talk. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. We're going to talk about one of their new limited time flavors available this week only. It's Grasshopper Cookie, and I'll tell you, it is really good. What does it taste like? It's Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie, all the flavor without all that sugar. And each bar has just 150 calories, but it's got 17 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar. And, you know, if Grasshopper Cookie isn't your cup of tea, they've got so many other great flavors. Cherry Barcia, Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, German Chocolate, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine permanent flavors. So right now, head to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the expansion draft is not very far away. Not far away at all. In fact, it's... Uh, July 21st that the draft will actually take place and the other 
GMs around the league have until July 17th to get their protected lists in. And the big question is trying to figure out, you know, they can protect three defensemen under most scenarios, and we'll get into some more of them as we get closer to the expansion draft. But you're looking at three defensemen. You know Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak, they're getting protected. So it comes down to one more defenseman, and is it Nick Letty or Scotty Mayfield? And I think there are advantages and disadvantages to protecting both of these players. They're both important contributors, both top four defensemen, and the Islanders ideally would like to be able to keep both of them on the roster, especially after losing Devon Taves last year in the trade for salary cap reasons. To me, it's a tough call. Look, Letty has more offensive upside. He is the Islanders' best defenseman on the power play. He does have more inconsistency in his own zone than Mayfield does. He's older than Mayfield. And the other thing about Nick Letty, his cap hit is roughly $5 million. So if Nick Letty goes to Seattle in the expansion draft, that does give Lou Lamarillo some cap relief and ability to add another player. Now, he may still need to bring in another top four defenseman. Noah Dobson is the heir apparent to Nick Letty's role, whether or not he's actually ready to assume it in the upcoming season or not. I'd say he's probably one more year away. As for Mayfield, he had his inconsistencies over the season as well. But late in the season and into the Stanley Cup playoffs, Mayfield played much more consistent hockey, especially in his own zone. And he really seemed to be knowing when he could take a chance and when he couldn't. Wasn't taking many foolish penalties, wasn't getting caught up ice pinching, and was solid in his own zone for most of the playoffs. To me, Mayfield is younger. He has a longer career arc ahead of him. He is cheaper. So, you know, it would seem to me, all things being equal, that if I had to choose one, I would go with Nick Letty. Now, is it possible that Lou Lamorello makes an arrangement so that neither one of them is chosen in the expansion draft? Yeah. He may have to give up a draft pick or a player to the Kraken to arrange that. We'll see. And the danger there is that you don't want to keep giving up more and more draft picks and future assets. Because, yeah, you know, here is a team that is so close to, you know, being able to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, You know, Montreal stayed alive on uh, Monday night extended the series back to Tampa for Game 5, but unless the Canadiens go on an unbelievable run, it is clear for the second year in a row, if Tampa Bay wins the Stanley Cup, that the team that gave them the best fight was the Islanders in the conference final. So you want to do everything you can to keep the core of this team together. I think in the short run, the loss of Nick Letty might be more costly to the Islanders on the ice, only because 
they don't have a lot of players on the roster who can do what Letty does. But you don't want to lose Mayfield either. I think they keep Mayfield protected and hope that the $5 million salary of Letty might be enough to dissuade the Kraken from adding him. And realistically, you know, that might be a plan or that Lou Lamorello makes some kind of an agreement, a trade, an arrangement with the Kraken that they don't take either one of their, you know, second pair defensemen and whether they take an Andrew Ladd or, a, you know, a different player and the Islanders give up a, a pick or another prospect, all of those things are on the table. Now, certainly love to hear from my listeners. Uh, feel free, again, via Twitter or via email, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. Do you have a preference as to who the Islanders should protect uh, on defense? Is it Letty? Or is it Mayfield? Uh, again, there are good points to be made for both. Um, to me, you know, the salary cap argument, the age argument, that all favors Mayfield plus the playoff performance argument. But then you turn around and look at the skill set. You look at what Letty does on the power play and that you may not really have a, a great candidate to replace him there. Tough choice. That's why Lou Lamorello and the scouting staff of the Islanders make the big bucks. We've got more to talk about on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, plus uh, an interesting tweet from Matthew Barzal to Islanders fans. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. And there's a lot more going on this week as well. You've got the Wimbledon Championships going on. Uh, the Euro tournament is coming to a close soon in uh, Europe for soccer. And uh, obviously, you've got your NBA final, your Stanley Cup final. And NFL training camps are just around the corner. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and it's uh, the 71st birthday for former Islanders center Doug Rombaugh. Born this date back in 1950, he would have been 71 today. Uh, he passed away uh, back in 2015 at the age of 64. Ramba uh, played for the Islanders for parts of two seasons, the end of the 73-74 season and then the 74-75 season. And he was a part of one of the better trades in New York Islanders history. The Islanders acquired Ramba in a trade from Buffalo in exchange for Brian Spinner Spencer, one of the more popular Islanders in the first year and a half of the franchise. But the trade that sent him 
away from the island was a key. The Islanders sent Ernie Hickey and Doug Rombaugh to the Minnesota North Stars in exchange for J.P. Parise on January 5, 1975. And Parise, along, along with Jude Druan, who was acquired in a separate trade just right around the same time from the North Stars, were big reasons for the Islanders' long 1975 playoff run that really put the team on the map. Now, we're going to go back and look at one of Doug Rombaugh's better games with the Islanders, March 24th, 1974, at the Old Omni in Atlanta. Jerry Desjardins, the goalie for the Islanders. Phil Mayer, the goaltender for the Atlanta Flames. These two teams both came into the league in 72-73 together, and they were facing each other here in their second seasons. The Flames got on the board first. Jacques Richard is 24th from Bob Leiter and Tom Lysiak. All of that with Dennis Potvan in the penalty box for slashing 1-0 Atlanta. But the Islanders get back into the game. Billy McMillan, he scores a little less than three minutes later. His fourth from Burt Marshall and Billy Harris at 13-20. That tied it at one. Then Ralph Stewart extends the Islanders' lead. His 21st from Jerry Hart and Tom Miller at 14-39. 2-1 Islanders. Late in the period, Phil Mayer, the goaltender for the Flames, called for interference. The Islanders go on the power play, and Doug Rombaugh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets his eighth. Phil, uh, Ralph Stewart and Dennis Potvan with the helpers at 18:32. After one period, it's three to one Islanders. But the Flames got back into the game on a goal by Bob Leiter. His 24th from Pat Quinn at 6:49 of the second made it a one-goal game again at three to two. Doug Rombaugh answers again for the Isles. Our Islanders' birthday of the day gets his ninth. Dennis Potvan and Ralph Stewart with the assist. It's a power play goal, and suddenly it's a 4-2 Islanders lead. John Stewart gets an unassisted goal late in the second period, followed by a goal by Al McDonough from Tom Lysiak and Noel Price. And all of a sudden, it is a 4-4 hockey game late in the second period, but a mere 22 seconds after the Al McDonough goal, Bob Nystrom gives the Islanders a 5-4 lead. His 20th, first time he hit the 20-goal mark, Jean Potvin and Dave Hudson with the assist. Just 48 seconds left in the second period when Nystrom scores. In the third, the Islanders get a little insurance late. Dennis Potvin, his 15th from Billy Harris. And our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Rombaugh with an assist at 17-14. Islanders beat the Flames by a score of 6-4. And 32 saves for Jerry Desjardins, who won his eighth game in front of 15,141 fans at the Old Omni in Atlanta. Doug Rombaugh, uh, two goals, one assist in this game. And he also led the Islanders. Tied for the lead with uh, Ralph Stewart with five shots on goal in this game. So, uh, again, uh, a happy birthday, or at least we will mark the, the birthday of Doug Rombaugh, who would have been 71 years old today. Uh, and, and certainly we remember his contributions to the New York Islanders, both uh, on the ice and in what he brought back in a, a very important trade for the New York Islanders.
wanted to wrap up uh, talking about a uh, tweet from Matthew Barzal, uh, basically thanking Islanders fans, and I just wanted to pass it along in case you didn't hear about it. It's uh, Isles Nation, you guys were absolutely insane in all playoffs. Best crowd in the league, hands down. Bring that same energy to UBS Arena, and let's buzz. So, uh, a very nice uh, tweet right there from Matthew Barzal, and uh, just sort of passing that along that the uh, Islanders players do acknowledge and appreciate what the fans give them on the ice uh, at home games. So, uh, again, lots happening there and uh, always great i love the interaction really between the players and the fans social media you know you didn't have that years ago and it's definitely a plus for all islander fans get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast host peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to look at another Islanders player and review their history. Plus, we'll take a look at the forwards the Islanders can protect in the expansion draft and and talk a little bit more about those options. Lou Lamorello with a lot of difficult decisions ahead of him. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.